This episode of the Ringer NFL Show is brought to you by CBS Sports HQ. If you follow the pod, you know we love analysis and information. We don't yell at each other. We don't throw out hot takes. We don't beat the same topics into the ground. That's how CBS Sports HQ does things, too. It's a sports network that streams live 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and they're focused on bringing you the latest news, highlights, stats, game previews, game reaction, fantasy advice, and gambling picks. No fake debates, no politics, no made-up drama. It's just sports for real fans. The best part? You get all of this for free. I don't mean a free trial or part of some special cable package. It's legitimately free for everybody. You don't even need a login. Just open up the CBS Sports app and watch anytime, anywhere on your phone or at home or on your Apple TV, Roku, or Fire TV. It could not be easier. So download the CBS Sports app and watch CBS Sports HQ today. Part of a 600-year Polish vodka-making tradition, Belvedere Vodka is all-natural and made with 100% non-GMO Polska rye and pristine water. Belvedere has championed Polska rye vodka and superior natural ingredients since its inception and continues their mission with its new Belvedere Single Estate Rye Series. These award-winning vodkas, Smoggery Forest and Lake Bartizek, are two distinct-tasting vodkas born from unique terroir and expert craftsmanship. We love craftsmanship on the Ringer NFL Show. We love Sean McVay building an offense around what he has. That's kind of like what's going on here with this craftsmanship. Taste the difference and enjoy Belvedere's new single-estate rye vodkas on the rocks or in a delicious cocktail today. Belvedere is a quality choice. Drinking responsibly is too. The Ringer now has a Facebook group solely dedicated to the NFL. Check out our Ringer NFL Show Facebook group. It's a place for real fans to have real discussions about the NFL and everything around it. We're talking fantasy, gambling, power rankings, and tons of questions like, what are the qualities that make the best locker room guy? And is Matthew Stafford actually a Hall of Famer? Plus, each week we'll be answering questions submitted in the Ringer NFL Facebook group on this podcast. So make sure to join the group and get active. Welcome to the Ringer NFL Show. I'm Robert Mays, joined as always by Kevin Clark. Kevin, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Uh, we got one more weekend the season starts. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. It seems like we were just starting to go to training camps in like late July yesterday, and now we're the season is a week away. The Bears play a week from today, which is just hard for me to imagine, both logistically and emotionally. I'm, I'm not quite ready for it to get going. Scared for that oh, game? I'm absolutely scared. I mean, how could you not be scared after week one went the way it did last year? I mean, I'm absolutely terrified. I also think the Packers are going to be pretty good, so I'm not necessarily looking forward to it. Uh, I would say that the fact that the Packers have a huge photo of that game in the hallway leading to the locker room is it's just a monumental flex because the thing about it is the Packers obviously have a ton of history. So there's a lot of huge games on that wall, Super Bowls, NFC Championship games, certain some regular season games. But then there's just the week one game last year, which I think is a, is, is a nice touch. I just can't believe that they have it up there. It is just such a wonderful amount of pettiness that I actually kind of respect. I, I love it. All right. So today we're going to do something that kind of started on accident a couple of years ago. We were having a discussion leading into the season, and I think you threw out a pretty simple question, which is how many teams can legit like actually win the Super Bowl? I believe that I, I think, believe it was the we were arguing about the Saints, right? I think we were having a conversation about the Saints, yes. But I, and then it turned into a 
uh, trying to figure it out, trying yeah. to actually list off the teams and see if we could do it as an exercise. So with the season kind of on the horizon here, we decided to do that. We, we want to figure out exactly how many teams we think can win the Super Bowl. I'm in the process of doing my preseason power rankings right now. So I've been kind of thinking about this and I have the teams tiered a little bit. So I, I've been kind of heading in this direction for the last couple of days, but I feel like this is a good way to talk about who's relevant and why and kind of where we think some teams fall short. How many did you go come up with? I have six. I have sixteen. I have seventeen. Okay, that's interesting. I'm I'm sure we have most of the same way more teams. way more NFC than AFC. Are you? Yes, are you on absolutely. Okay. Yep. Great. So let's start. NFC. Who's the team at the bottom? Because that I'm curious. Who's the team at the bottom? Like Who's the like the seventeenth team? Yeah. It's 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 between the Texans and the Ravens. Okay, so you have a team higher than me then. Because okay. those two teams are my 15 and 16, which is very funny. Okay. I didn't rank them 1 through 17. They're, oh, no, all, they're all tied just, for could win the Super Bowl. Yeah. For, for, in your mind, though, there was one team that like was the last to make the cut. And I'm, I'm yeah, curious. Yeah, I would say the Texans is the one I had the most trouble saying yes to. Um, I'm so interested in who the team you have higher than that is then. Because that, I, I have a team that I'm not, it's not even in mine, and you think they have a better chance to win than the Texans or the Ravens. Okay, let's I'm go, curious, let's go so through I'm it. Can you see who that is? NFC South. We both have three, right? Yes. Okay, Saints, Falcons, I have the Panthers. Panthers, the Falcons, and the Saints. Who do you feel the best about? We've talked about this a little bit. The fact you that like, I'm a little you like bit, the Falcons more than the Saints. I I think they're both. No, really I don't good. necessarily like the Falcons more than the Saints. I like if I'm going to like any of those teams more than the Saints, it's probably going to be the Panthers. I think Carolina has the best roster in that division. Okay. Uh maybe not best roster. Okay. I, I think the Saints probably top to bottom still have the best roster. But I think, I think the, the Falcons Panthers are, are criminally good. underrated. Okay. I'm still worried about the Falcons' defense. I think they're going to be let's, better. I, let's back up on this. So two years ago, just so the listener knows. The big debate was, I thought the Saints could win the Super Bowl. You did not. However, however, that any sort of bragging rights because the Saints popped that year were counteracted by the fact that you were much higher on the Eagles than I was, and the Eagles won the Super Bowl. I thought the Eagles could win the Super Bowl. You were really, really high on that roster. So you, looking at the Panthers and saying, here's a team that, that has a great roster, I think carries a lot of weight because of earlier arguments within this genre of, of, uh, of pot. They, they've been on my list for the entire preseason just because I don't think they're getting nearly enough attention. I was looking at the Super Bowl odds again yesterday. Okay. I mean, they're 50 to one right now. I, that's way too, yeah, that's ridiculous. The 49ers are 32 to one. The that's 49ers ridiculous. aren't even on this list to me. Oh yeah, they're not on the list to me either. I forgot about the 49ers. Do you think the 49ers come in the Super Bowl? I don't think so. No. I no, think no, even no, if no. they're very good, they're still flawed. They're still too flawed. Yeah, no, I, I think they're a year, probably a year away. I think they absolutely could win double-digit games this year if their offense just really explodes, but I'm still concerned about what their defense is going to be, even with that pass rush. I think any of these teams could conceivably win the Super Bowl. I think the Cam Newton sprained foot thing is weird. I think Christian McCaffrey is really freaking good. Um, I think you that, were you were early on the Christian McCaffrey thing. After year one, it was looking a little dicey, nah. and, and you definitely took home a W on that last nah. year. I mean, it, it, I think that talent talent wins out. At some point, you can just if you have talent, someone will scheme you in the right direction. I think that's kind of what happened. 
Um, I, I, I like the coaching staff there. I like all three coaching staffs, really. I mean, I'm just really high on this division. Did you give any thought? I'm curious about the Falcons, though. I mean, you, you just throw that out there as a given. I mean, we don't really know what that team is going to look like. Dan Quinn's calling the defense now. Mm-hmm. Dirk Cutter is the offensive coordinator, which, I don't know, we've all seen Dirk Cutter before. The offense in Tampa Bay was much better when he gave the reins to Todd Monken. So, I don't know. I'm not writing that off as a given quite yet. Did you give any thought? I'm not saying they win Super Bowl. Did you give any thought to the Bucks as like winning nine games? I absolutely think that they could be much better than people okay. are predicting. Because I just think the offense is going to be really good. I mean, I, that to me is going to be one of the more prolific offenses in the, in the entire league. I think the defense is still going to be absolute hot trash. Even with Todd Bowles over there, I still feel like they just don't have enough talent to compete on that side of the ball. I agree. Okay, uh, next division, NFC West. I just have one. The the Rams. Okay, I, I put the Seahawks in there. See, you, I, that's that's your team then. So that's the other one I didn't have that you had. You don't think so, the Seahawks could win the Super Bowl? No, explain this to me. What's your well, case? I just don't think the defense is going to be very good. Okay. I just don't think they have enough defensive talent to put together like a top-tier unit. And I don't... I mean, this team doesn't have any receivers currently, except for Tyler Lockett. I mean, their offensive line is Tyler still Lockett's fine. Tyler Lockett's really good, FYI. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. But it's like, I still, I right now, I think they're a team in transition. Uh-oh. I think this was kind of the... This is going right books, into a week Sign seven. Russell Wilson, and trade down a ton of, you know, get a ton of draft picks, get really young for a couple years. Mm-hmm. They feel like they're kind of in no man's land to me. I just don't feel, you know, we said that you have to try to win the Super Bowl to win the Super Bowl. I don't think the Seahawks were this offseason. Okay. First of all, that whole thing is going straight into a week seven cable Thanos video when they're, when they're <laughs> six and one. Just want you to be aware of that. That's, to- that's totally fine. Um, I think that- I'm going to make that sacrifice. I, I think that we go back to something that I've talked to a lot, uh, talked about a lot, which is if you have an elite quarterback, you only need a couple yeah. more breaks to start the path towards the Super Bowl. Russell Wilson is an elite quarterback. He might be, I, I mean, I, I, would, I haven't done my quarterback rankings in a while, but there's not a lot of guys I would want over Russell Wilson. I think Patrick Mahomes is one of them. Um, I think just for what he's done in the last 22 years or 20 years, uh, Tom Brady is one of them. But uh, Russell Wilson's really freaking good, okay? And I think they have roster talent in a lot of places. I think that your boy, Bobby Wagner, is really great. Um, you know, they've had some weird drafts. I think that they probably should not have drafted a running back in the first round in 2018. You don't think so? Uh, Considering yeah, he's the tra- second best running back on the team? Yeah, yeah. That, that, I'm sure they'd want that one back. But you have a coaching staff that's won a Super Bowl before, probably should have won two. You have a quarterback who is as elite as they come. And you have a lot of blue chip players kind of thrown through the roster. All you need is a couple of guys to go from C to B plus, and you've got yourself a contender. I, 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 I think a lot cannot, of blue chip players, you're taking some liberties there. I mean, I, they have two, they, they have a guy on each side of the ball who is as yeah, good but this is as an anybody. Jam. I understand that, but it's very, very, very similar to the Saints a couple of years ago. Very similar. Where Absolutely you, you not. Ha- That's crazy to say. You, the Saints no. had a top-to-bottom incredible offensive no. roster. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is that, you, we, that we don't remember how Marcus Lattimore popped. We don't remember how Alvin Kamara popped. I'm talking about two years ago when we had this argument where I said the Saints could win the Super Bowl and you said they couldn't. The reason they could was because they had an elite quarterback and they had a draft class that went wild. 
That's what I'm saying. I'm saying that all you need is one good draft class plus the base they already have, and all of a sudden you can win 12 games. That's it. They, they were a playoff team last year. They, should, it, they were a Schottenheimer away from winning a playoff game last year. I think this. I think they turned over a lot of pieces that from the last year to last year. I think that for one, when you say elite quarterback, I totally agree with you. But the difference between Drew Brees in New Orleans and Russell Wilson in Seattle is that Drew Brees was in a place where they allowed him to be an elite quarterback. You need an elite quarterback, but you also need a scheme that makes that player elite, that allows that person to be just as good as he can be. And Seattle doesn't do that. I just don't feel like they're there. I really don't. And I'm not sure LJ Collier is going to be a defense-changing presence like Marcus Lattimore was. I really don't. Okay. I mean, I, I, I don't think that we thought that Marcus Lattimore was going to be a defensive-changing presence two years ago, and then he was. He was a first-round cornerback, though. I mean, it, he absolutely could have been. I mean, LJ Collier is a bottom-of-the-first-round, athletically-limited defensive end. I, I just... I think they're fine. I think they have really nice players. Bobby Wagner and KJ Wright and Russell Wilson are all really good. But for the most part, I just don't think they have the talent to compete with the other teams in this division, in, in the conference. And I just don't think their coaching staff gets the best out of that offense. I really don't. Okay. I, we are officially agreeing to disagree on the Seattle Seahawks, who I think, I mean, they might go seven to nine. I have no idea. What I'm saying is I they, have, they, they have the capability to win the Super Bowl. Absolutely. All right, NFC I, t- I just I just disagree. Okay. We both have right. the, we both have the Giants. <laughs> yeah, of course. And the Redskins. <laughs> uh we have, I have two. Yeah, I would have two. Yeah. I mean, I think the Eagles are near the top of that list for me. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and the and the and Sean Lee, I mean, Sean Lee said this uh today or yesterday, I believe he told reporters that this is the most talent he's ever had in one locker room when he's with the Cowboys, and I can't really disagree with him. I mean, this team is really good. And they're a group that I'll be really curious about because you know they're one of those set to regress on defense sort of teams. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like their secondary is young enough. Like if a guy like Xavier Woods gets better this year, and it's one of those things. We One of the ways to stave off regression is just by incre- with incremental improvements to guys you didn't necessarily expect it from. And I feel like if their offense can click with Kellen Moore and they can do everything to kind of help Dak Prescott in a way the Seahawks don't with Russell Wilson, I think that's going to be the biggest question for them. If that's the case and they can be the 12th most efficient offense in the league, I think they become really scary. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the Eagles are going to make the Super Bowl. That, that That's my that's my pick. The Colts... They're were, the best team in the NFL. The Colts before training camp were my AFC pick. Obviously, circumstances have changed. Even before the retirement, Andrew Luck just not having a training camp was, was a little bit different. Um, so yeah, the Eagles, I think are my favorite and the Cowboys, again, they have a lot of freaking roster talent, a lot of roster talent. I think Ezekiel Elliott, you know, reports seem to be trending that, that, that deal will, something will get done at some point. And I just think that they've, they've got enough to where if a couple things break, right, you really, you really like Kellen Moore. Um, you know, we had. Was it Dan Orlovsky who loved Kellen Moore too on this yeah. pod in the offseason? And that was a thing where I think sometimes with coaching decisions Jerry Jones makes, a lot of times it's familiarity. A lot of times he he will just take a guy and promote him or whatever because he's been around or he knows him. I mean, quite frankly, that's probably what happened with Jason Garrett when he became head coach. Uh, that's exactly and, what and, happened. And worked through the system. And so when the Kellen Moore hire happened, I kind of rolled my eyes and said, okay, well, he was the quarterback's coach. Now, now he's been promoted. This is kind of typical Cowboys in-house kind of stuff. And like over loyalty. And I think over the past couple months, my eyes have been opened by a lot of smart people. 
uh, about Kellen Moore's potential there. So definitely, I don't know a how team. it's going to work, but I like the plan. That's yeah. what I'll say. Definitely I, a I team that's that in the mix. He's saying the right things. Definitely a team that's in the mix. If they, if guys like Xavier Woods and like Michael Gallup, everyone's been raving about Michael Gallup from training mm-hmm. camp. And I mean, he was a rookie last year. He was a third round pick. He absolutely could get a lot better in year two. I mean, I, this team is frightening to me. If I'm an NFC contender, I would not want to see the things fall into place for them because I think they have the talent to be really dangerous. Agree. Uh, no thought to the other two teams in the division. NFC absolutely North. not. I think it's three. Yep. Me too. Right. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm having a really hard time. Again, I'm trying to do these power rankings right now and trying to figure out where to slot those teams is difficult because, you know, I have my concerns about the Bears that I think they're all founded and people have talked about it at nauseum with Vic Fangio leaving everything else. How this week, it was really fun to see that story. I think it was um, ESPN. I want to say John Kime wrote it on ESPN.com. Yeah. And said uh, Sean McVay, Matt Lafleur, and Kyle Shanahan all said that Vic Fangio was the hardest guy to, yeah. to play to play against. I was like, "Good, that's that's really fun." I'm really glad he's no longer the defensive coordinator for my team. Hey, rank the NFC North quarterbacks for me. I want to do this exercise, one through four. I, so the question is, who's number two and who's number three? I would rather have Kirk Cousins than Matthew Stafford. Okay. I think that they're tied. Yeah, it's a toss-up to me probably too. But if I had to pick one, I think I'd rather have Kirk Cousins. And then Mr. Biscuit, Mitch Trubisky, bringing up the rear. No, he's number one. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I thought that was a given. That's why I didn't even bother saying it. Uh, Can I be honest with you? I thought if, if the Lions had a better coach... I would have been able to talk myself into Matthew Stafford as above average quarterback, breaking right, having a great season, and winning eleven or twelve games. I, I just so do not believe in in Matt Patricia that that they are eliminated from this. I, that's I feel the same way. And it's so weird to me that we had a version of the Lions a couple of years ago that you know, they were always more flash than substance. They were never as efficient as the yardage that they were putting up. But still, it was an offense that seemed to work a little bit. I mean, really spreading it out. You have that receiving talent, everything else. And they have pivoted so hard the other direction. Mm-hmm. and That just seems so counterintuitive to me. I, I am not excited about them whatsoever. I think that they're the most boring team in the league right I now. think that they have the potential to be a lot better than we think, but not close to being on the list of teams that win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think their ceiling is very defined. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the moves they went out and made this offseason, I think that they definitely have some interesting spots on their roster. Like, I think their defensive line has a chance to be really good, but they have question marks throughout the rest of that defense. They're kind I mean, of in the buck zone to me, where, like, they're definitely on my list of teams that might accidentally be fun. Oh, see, I don't, I, I'm not with you on that. Okay. I don't think they're only, only for fun. Matthew Stafford. I just think Matthew Stafford has a lot of excitement potential. That's all. I think some. But that's kind of what I'm saying. I think that we've forgotten. The, the potential out. I oh, I completely agree with that. But what I'm saying is, is that there's always the potential they can come back in. Matthew Stafford has been one of the most thrilling players at time. Remember 2016 when they would just go down 20 points every game and then either win or force overtime and lose. That was yeah, amazing. That's, they're not built like that anymore. I know, they're but that was amazing. Like that, that was amazing. Yeah, I mean, they were fun. I'm, that's what I'm saying. I really liked, you know, Matthew Stafford just chucking balls down the field that's to Marvin great. Jones and Bring him throwing back. the ball 50 times a game. Bring it back. But that's not happening anymore. They are the ground and pound Lions now, which we'll see how that goes. Bring they hired Daryl Bevel as their offensive coordinator. It's the least inspired choice you could possibly make. Uh, I actually disagree with that because the least inspired choice you could make is the one that the Seahawks made to replace Daryl Bevel. 
<laughs> with Brian Schottheimer. <laughs> AFC East. I, oh, wait, do you, have a, do you have a Brian Schottheimer point? No. Okay. It's just, just saying his name. AFC East, one. Yeah, just one. And did, you, did, like, you, did you entertain the idea of like a sleeper Jets? If Darnold I'll be pops. curious to see. I, they're a team that, again, that was hard for me to pin down. I, I put them near the bottom, like they're in the bottom tier, but they absolutely could be much better than I expect. I, I, if they went nine and seven, ten and six, it wouldn't shock me. Uh, I'm with you on that one, Bills. That, I mean, that's uh, Danny Kelly wrote about it this week. I mean, I think that's all about whether Darnold can take a, the leap. Of course, I mean, if he's really good for the course of the entire season, that's the biggest adjustment a team can make is just upgrading their quarterback position substantially. And I think that he has a chance to make that leap. And if he does, they could be interesting. Uh, did you entertain Bills as like nah, ten win team? I'm curious about them. I, I think that I really like a lot of the moves they've made, but I still think they're not far enough along in the process. If that makes sense, I agree. I think they. I think that they're a seven win team that could accidentally steal some, and all of a sudden they're they're kind of you know last week of the season playing for a playoff spot. I think that's that's within yeah. range for them. I I, yes. I I like their talent and I like their coaching staff. Yeah, I do too. Quarterback's a question mark. Quarterback's a question. I think that the pass catchers, they went out and got a couple of guys, but you know, it's Cole Beasley and John Brown aren't exactly Julio Jones. And I still feel like Ed Oliver makes the front seven a little bit more interesting, but I guess the defense is going to be pretty solid. I mean, they I, have yes. talent in a lot of places. Yes. The secondary is good. I don't know. They're interesting. I, I, I'll be curious. Again, it comes down to how much, how much better Josh Allen gets, and I don't have a ton of faith in that quite yet. Before we move on, let's take a quick break. We've all made some bad choices in life. About an hour ago, I was downstairs, uh, saw a huge batch of donuts, didn't check to see what the, the, the flavor was, beat into some terrible raspberry thing. It just, it's, it's not what you want. Sometimes teams pass the ball on the one-yard line instead of run the ball in the Super Bowl. Stuff like that. Don't let missing out on fantasy football be one of those mistakes. It's not too late to create or join a league on Yahoo. Football rules and having a fantasy team makes football season even better. Try a new best ball format where all you do is draft. No waivers, no trades all season long. It's two-minute drill time, so drive down the field and score yourself a fantasy team. You won't regret choosing Yahoo. You will regret missing signups. Make better choices. Choose Yahoo Fantasy Football. Everyone knows the risks of driving drunk. You get in a crash, people get hurt or killed. But here are some surprising statistics. Almost 29 people in the United States every day die from alcohol-impaired vehicle crashes. That's one person every 50 minutes. Even though drunk driving fatalities have fallen by a third in the last three decades, drunk driving crashes still claim more than 10,000 lives each year. Drunk driving can have... Drunk driving can have a big impact on your wallet, too. You get arrested and incur huge legal expenses. You could possibly even lose your job. So what can you do to prevent drunk driving? Plan a safe ride home before you start drinking. Designate a sober driver or call a taxi. If somebody you know has been drinking, take their keys and arrange for them to get a sober ride home. We all know the consequences of driving drunk. One thing that's for sure, you're wrong if you think it's no big deal. Drive sober or get pulled over. AFC North, right? Yes. Yeah, me too. Who, who do you feel the best about? Cleveland. I, and that made me mm. getting a little bit ahead of myself. I actually think I feel best about the Steelers and then the Ravens and the Browns are kind of tied right behind that. Oh, see, I have the Ravens in a whole different tier than those two teams. 
I, I think the Ravens are. I'm well, curious I, to see I, what the Ravens off defense. The Browns. Like the Browns have one of the best rosters in football from a roster, just yes. on literally on paper, right? Couple questions. Number one, the offensive line. Not a question you want to have, but they've certainly got it. It's just part of the trade off of building that roster. I understand it. I also think, as we've said many times, it is really freaking hard to build a team like that with so many new faces that quickly. That's just how training camp works now. That's how the CBA works. You can't do two-a-days anymore. It's not that they can't do it. It's that it's harder than ever. And so uh, I I just put a huge question mark over it. I love the way they built that team. I love the faces they brought in. I think the coaching staff is well-equipped. I think the front office is well-equipped for a nice run. They have all the ingredients of a team that came in the Super Bowl. That's why they're on my list. But there's just so many question marks that I can't put them in the tippy-top tier. Yeah, maybe I'm drinking the Kool-Aid a little bit too much, but I'm not as hesitant about it. I just think that they're gonna their roster talent is so good. I think, again, I believe in the quarterback to such a degree. I also think their defense is going to be nasty, man. I, yeah, no argument here, buddy. I mean, I just feel like it's hard to argue with the talent. It's hard... At a certain point, the talent is just going to win out, and I just feel like they have so much of it that they're just going to be able to overwhelm teams at times. No argument here at all. Um, but I, I mean, I, I, I I'm, go ahead. As I build this list and I like look at it, it's I'm tempted to put them as like the third best team in the AFC or like the third strongest team in the AFC because of how many question marks I have about the Chargers. Mm. I mean, the, the AFC like top tier is not strong, man. I and mean, there's just not right. a lot. Well, that's after the why first we have. Teams. I think I have ten NFC teams, seven AFC teams. That's, that's my yeah, my, mine's probably distributed right about that way. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's where, where are you on the Steelers? I think Devin Bush is pretty good. Yeah, I think that was a necessary. I mean, that's why they made the move up to get him. I just think that they needed that injection of athleticism into the middle of their defense. Mm-hmm. I'm still worried about the secondary. I mean, those guys are young enough where hopefully they take a step forward, but that's been such a problem for so long. I mean, they went on and got Steven Nelson, but it's like, okay, you know, it's there's still, I, I think, are concerns there. But the offense is going to be good again. I, I mean, I, losing Antonio Brown, it, it, you know, you don't love it, but at the same time, I still feel like they have enough talent over there to be pretty darn good. I completely agree with you. I have a story about the Steelers. I have a story about the entire FC North running tomorrow, actually. Um, I find it to be the most intriguing division in football. I think when you when you stack it on top... I think that's fair. I think it's not just that they have three good teams. It's they've got Lamar Jackson, where the offense week one is going to be totally different from anything we saw in training camp or, or the preseason, probably even last year. Baker Mayfield doing his thing. I mean, not just from a personality standpoint, not just from a scheme standpoint, but all of those things baked together, that division rules. I love that division. I think the Cleveland, the Browns and the Ravens are definitely like in the top two or like if you're building a list of the teams I'm most excited to watch in week one, I think the Ravens and the Browns are near the top of that list. Like Arizona's in there, just teams that I'm intrigued about because who knows what's going to happen? Who knows what what it's going to look like? They're near the top for me, for sure. I I think you're on point there. AFC West. I have two. I have two as well. I am throwing the Broncos into a list of teams that could be much, be- much better than we think. Okay. I-, I guess I could see that just solely based on the defense. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I, just to be clear, obviously the Chiefs and the Chargers are the two we both have. That's yes. it. And I think... I'm starting the- to get worried about the Chargers though, man. Oh, I, I'm, it's, it's I'm It's not a you. good start. 
I'm I'm 100 with you. I mean, the Derwin James injury is unbelievably the depressing. Derwin James thing. The fact that they don't have a left tackle right now. Yeah, I mean, it's it's starting even earlier than it normally does for them. Although I say that, but didn't Hunter Henry tear his ACL in training camp last year? He did. So, and they had to bring back Antonio Gates. Antonio Gates. Good God, what is Antonio Gates doing? Is he back? No, he's he's definitely retired. at what point in this he's definitely retired. He, he might be he might be on the team. Oh come on, Antonio. There's no it's it, there's no way Antonio Gates is actually retired. Come on, he, he like this. I mean, he may not. Something happens happen. he, every it, year, and he ends maybe up. Maybe he announces retirement. He ends up yeah, back he, on the team. There's nothing. What do you think the odds are that he plays a snap for the Chargers this year? Like even odds? I I don't know. I mean, on I'm looking at his Wikipedia. On April 27, 2018, the Chargers informed Gates they would not be bringing him back. Anyway, he signed six months later because Hunter, Hunter Henry tore his ACL. There's nothing There's nothing you can do to keep Antonio Gates from rejoining the Chargers at some point. At, at this point in his career, Antonio Gates might weigh enough to play left tackle. Maybe that's the answer. There it is. They can there just it slot is. him right in there. There it is. Um, yeah, I think that the, we probably both agree that the Chiefs and the Chargers, there's a quite a massive gap between those teams. I agree with you. And yes, but talk about the Are the Chiefs the your number one AFC team? Yes. Yeah, I think they might be mine too. Yeah. I'm I mean, still, I'm still workshopping that. The Patriots. I'm still workshopping that. I, I, yeah, I'm still, I threw the list together pretty hastily in terms of the teams at the top. I'll do some reshuffling here as I write these over the next week or so. But as I did kind of the crude list, they were, yeah, they were number one in the AFC for me. Mm. Yeah, I don't do power rankings. It might be one of those years where I just never actually make a pick and then just claim that I said a bunch of different things depending on how it's I like goes. doing it every year because it's a useful exercise. It like reminds me who's on the teams and it's a good way to study the league one more time before I we like get started I like not here. doing it because it allows me to play every single side. <laughs> You're always scheming, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm, sch- I'm scheming my, my Super Bowl pick. So back to the Broncos. I... I just have zero faith in Joe Flacco. But outside of that, yeah. I do think that they're kind of interesting. Like we just talked about Vic Fangio. He's phenomenal at what he does. I mean, you go, they got Bryce Callahan in free agency. They brought in Kareem Jackson. I mean, they have a ton of talent in the secondary. The pass rush is going to be horrifying in that Fangio defense with Von Miller and Bradley Chubb. And I like, I mean, I think Emmanuel Sanders looked great the other day. I've always thought he was a good player. I think bringing Mike Munchak in to help the offensive line is a coup for them. I mean, that was maybe the biggest move they made all offseason outside of hiring Fangio. So I think they can be better than people think. But again, I feel like Flacco puts such a cap on how good they can be. A cap in the sense he takes things away or he's just a mediocre passer. What if he's average? Then they could win like nine games. Yeah, I think nine or ten. I think they're in the bill. Yeah. I think they're in the bill zone where they're playing. They're playing for the playoffs week 17. And, and I think their defense happen. is going to be better than the Bills' defense is. So, I mean, I, I think the Bills' defense is going to be good, but I think the Broncos' defense has a chance to be really good. Oh, I yes, I I'm I'm right there with you. Um, okay, AFC uh, AFC South. This is the strangest one. I have one. I have one as well. Although yeah, I'm down on the Jags, man. <sighs> I'm super. I'm super down on the Jags, even though we know what Nick Foles is capable of. Um, as long as it gets to the playoffs, then they're going to win the Super Bowl. I just don't, I'm not confident about them getting to the playoffs. So where are we on the Colts right now? They're definitely not in this conversation to me. Are they in the playoff I, I think, conversation? I think it's going to be really difficult for them to make the playoffs, even taking into account how weak the AFC is. There's not really a, a team like them in the NFL. There's no team that it has a sense. ton of roster talent and 
and a average quarterback, a straight average quarterback, right? I mean, the Bears are like that. A little bit, but the Bears' defense is better than the Colts. Yeah, but I think the Bears definitely have like a stacked roster with question mark at quarterback. Right, but what I, I'm saying, I, I it's a little different because I think the Bears built around their defense. I think that the Colts, I don't think the Colts have much of an identity right now. I mean, they obviously had they've hit on. No, that's fair. I think that their their drafts have been incredible. I think Rocky Sin is going to be really good this year. Maybe they get a little bump on defense, and all of a sudden they have you know an elite of the elite defense, uh, and then Jacoby Brissett can do his thing. But I just I'm I'm seeing max ten wins here. I, they see it's hard for me to even get there. I just they feel like an eight and eight team to me. Okay, I mean they they were good last. They were so good at the end of the season last year, but they still had a lot of rebuilding to do, especially on the defensive side of the ball. And they've, I mean, look at how much youth is over there. And there's a chance they get better. And I like Matt Eberflus, but I, I just feel like again their ceiling is is pretty well defined, even if some of those younger guys get better. Okay, if if there was a gun to your head and you had to pick the Titans or the Jaguars to be on this list, who would you pick? <laughs> I would just say shoot me. Wow. That's dramatic. Uh, I'd probably just well, you, you put the gun to my head. Um, I don't know, man. I I guess the Jaguars, because maybe their defense lifts them up. I, again, I just think the Titans are a painfully mediocre football team. Taylor Lewan being suspended for week one against the Cleveland Browns is not what you want. I mean, it's again, as I'm doing these rankings every year, throwing the Titans in at like number 20 is a pretty tried and true. It's it's really a, yeah, an annual they, event they at this made point. The playoffs last year. They were in a I, win and end game last year. Yeah, I am I'm not thrilled about them. They promoted their tight ends coach to be their first time offensive coordinator. Yeah. I'm not sure how well that's gonna go. Uh, you know what? You know what? I'm actually Gonna reserve judgment on that one. I mean, Freddie Kitchens was a running backs coach. I, mean, I just sometimes guys. Freddie Kitchens was a quarterbacks coach for most of his career, but he was a running backs coach on on the Browns, and then they sure. were just like, "Here, you're the you're the head coach now." Um, but he was like, he was in like game planning meetings and no, stuff. I understand that. I understand that. Um, but what I'm saying is, is that I I don't think in this day and age we have enough sort of evidence that sometimes guys are just good play callers. And I'm I'm willing to watch that offense before before saying. Um, that it's a failure. I still, by the oh, way, I'm not dooming wait, him quite yet. I'm just saying I think that it's, I, I just it's not necessarily the most try, you know, proven we, path. I agree. Okay, I have a question. Uh, by the way, Sean McVay was tight ends coach. Hey, I have a question. Um, we've talked about him like four times in this show. What is the name of the Texans offense coordinator? I have no idea. Neither do I. I have no idea. <laughs> I forget. I I literally have forgotten. We do this who all the time. No, but the funny thing is, that's all we do is we're like, who is the Texan office? His name is, okay, I just looked it up. Did you look it up? His name is Tim, Tim Kelly. Kelly. Tim Kelly. What's, he was the uh, offensive line coach in 2017, 16. And then he's a tight ends coach. He, so he literally, mean? he literally was exactly what you're describing. Uh, except except obviously, he doesn't ex- call plays. No, right, I, right. Except he's, he's playing for. What a for meteoric a, rise for Tim Kelly. He's uh he's not that much uh older than us. He's from Chicago he's Heights. Where he's is Chicago? Chicago Heights? Did you play against him, Marion Catholic? Uh, I don't think I did. No, we did not play against him. He was a graduate assistant at Illinois Wesleyan, where I went to a football camp most summers. He played defensive tackle funny. at Eastern Illinois. Isn't that yep. where uh, like Rodney Harrison and those guys went? That's where Jimmy Garoppolo went, and Tony Romo and Sean Payton. Yeah, quarterback. You Western? Oh or wait, Eastern no, Illinois. no, Eastern. Uh, Rodney Harrison went to Western. 
Yeah, Western Illinois. No, no. Yeah, yeah the yeah, quarterbacks yeah, yeah. went to Eastern Illinois. So this guy, over the span of seven years, has gone from being a graduate assistant at Penn State to being the offensive coordinator for the Texans. Wait, did Bill you know Brian the, must love this did guy. Did you know that Dennis Kelly is his brother? Who's Dennis Kelly? The, the Eagles and Titans lineman. Oh, man. Look at this. We're he just currently so plays much today. for the Titans. This is yeah, outrageous. It's like a swing tackle. Yeah. Wow. Just, just really digging into Tim Kelly's Wikipedia page here. I love it. Anyway, this. do you think the Texans could win the Super Bowl? Yeah. I do as well. A little Tim Kelly hoisting a Lombardi. I can see that. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's come a long way in a short time. It'd be a great moment for him. What a moment. He's, he'd be the key. Um, anytime you have a really good quarterback, it only takes a couple of breaks, as we've said. You add on the best, what, a top three receiver in DeAndre Hopkins. A, I mean, and I don't I know. Is Jeff Slang going to be improved or not? They cool. tried to. Like a good group of pass catchers on this team. Like they, the, I love when teams do a smart, they build their wide receiving core smartly where in the sense that it's a really very, like a varied collection of talents. They do different things well. And Will Fuller is the perfect complement to DeAndre mm-hmm. Hopkins. Mm-hmm. And Kiki Kuti is an awesome slot receiver. And now they have Duke Johnson. Like, this team has a ton of guys that can do damage with the ball in their hands. Uh, I'm I'm right there with you. Um, the defense is and the defense is, I think is, is going to be good. I mean, they, I mean, it's JJ Watt is just back. Yeah, I, I think. Well, the Clowney thing is obviously a huge question, and I think that there's a pretty good chance he won't be on this team this season. So I think that knocks them down a little bit. But even without him, I still think they're they cross the threshold for me. I agree. Uh, I think that they. Uh, even with their weird whatever the hell is going on there sometimes as you said talent wins out is that it that's it we did the team we did the teams the team i had that you didn't is the seattle seahawks yes was there anyone else that you kind of thought had second thoughts about that you wanted to put in and didn't that i wanted to put in and didn't no i would say there's probably teams that are the opposite but i don't i no i i'm i'm it's a pretty clear cut divide between the teams that are good and the teams that are not. I, agree I, I think there's I think San Francisco some, is on that line. San Francisco is on that line. I'm trying to think of who else. I mean, Detroit's not, again, because of, because of their coach. In a weird way, I could, you know, we talked about it, I could see the Jets popping, but not Super Bowl popping. And the Broncos might just, what if, what if the Broncos are just the Bears 2.0 from last year? And they just have a dominant defense and a crappy quarterback and a pretty good running game. And then all of a sudden they've won 12 games. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I don't know if the defense top to bottom is as talented as the Bears is, but I still think that they have enough to get there. They, they could absolutely be the best defense in the NFL this year. It wouldn't shock anybody. So we did not mention at all. I just want to get on record. We did not at all mention the Oakland Raiders. Uh, the Oakland Raiders do not. Uh, do not I understand that, me. but I don't. I, what are our collective expectations for them? We had just really haven't gone on record as saying like they're going to be good or bad. I don't think they're going to be very good. But are they, do you mean three and thirteen, or do you mean seven and nine? I mean seven and nine. I think that yeah, they spent too. enough to be better this year. But I still, I don't think the quarterback is very good, and I still think they have a ton of holes on defense. Uh, I agree. I think that the, I, I think that they've they've got a long way to go. I think Antonio Brown is quite good. I think they'll score a little more points, but they've just got too many holes to to be a double digit team. I mean, just, jeez, man. I mean, there are some real issues on this team. I mean, the corners are Daryl Worley, Nevin Lawson, and then Gary and Conley. Uh, it's the, I mean, LaMarcus Joyner is a big get for them, but their front four 
if Cleveland, if Cleveland Farrell is not Khalil Mack this year, they're in a lot of trouble. I mean, th- this team has very little talent in the front seven. Gary and Conley, not good. I think he could still be okay. He's I fine. Mean, it's, it's, I, there are other corners worry me much more. He's fine. I mean, he got better. I think he got better as the season went along last year. I mean, I think there are people who are excited about him. I, I don't, you know, how excited I think that remains to be seen. All right. Any other thoughts you want to get out there before? before I the, don't think so. I, I think that, like you said, the, the divide is in game. The, yeah, we definitely got to lock in for that. I think the divide is pretty clear. I, I think that for me, I think San Francisco and Seattle are in like their own tier mm. before we get into like the Ravens and the Texans and all that. I, I think those are the teams that would be on the line to me. I feel like the Titans is where like the hard cutoff is like the Titans, Colts, Jags, AFC South. Yeah, that, that's, that sounds about right. Great stuff. 17 teams, not 16. All right. I will, uh, we will be back next week. We will be doing just some pretty, you know, hard hitting preview stuff. We're going to talk about who we think is going to win the Super Bowl, why all of that, because the season is upon us, man. You are going to talk about who's going to win the Super Bowl. Yes, I am going to talk about that. You are I'm not gonna going to name to like 12 teams. <laughs> we just named 17. Well, maybe that's what I stand by. All right, guys, as always, thank you so much for listening to the Ringer NFL show on the Ringer Podcast Network. We'll talk to you next week.